Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the NBA DFS Strategy Show. It is Monday, September 7th, Labor Day. So happy Labor Day to everybody. Two-game slate, and we've got an abbreviated show today. We are out of here at 10 a.m., MLB DFS Strategy Show, hopping on here. So we're going to move pretty quickly. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher, and we are sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy. Um, They are the presenting sponsor of this NBA Strategy Show. We'll touch on them a little bit later Guys, hit that like button immediately when you come in. I can't uh, jam my like requests in on you guys for a full hour. So let's just do this. Adam, what's going on? Not much. Uh, nice shorter show today, I guess. Uh, my first thought when I saw it was a half hour was that you and I would probably spend the whole half hour just like talking at the beginning and then run out of time. So hopefully we don't do that. Yeah, look, I, I think we should just dive right in right now. But let's pour one out for Giannis's ankle. I asked you this before the show started. Do you think he plays tomorrow? You said no. I agree. What happens if the Bucks win tomorrow without him? I mute Twitter for the next month. Yeah, that won't. It won't be great. It won't be great. However, if he can like somehow come back for this series, then if it gets to three two, all bets are off. I'm I'm like legit excited. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, I thought you were going to talk more than that. I t- tried to take <laughs> that coffee sip. Didn't work whatsoever. It, I, right. I, I kind of had mixed feelings because, like, obviously all the are the Bucks better without Giannis takes are just stupid. But also I was glad to see Middleton do what Middleton does. That was yeah. nice to see. It was very nice to see. So, like I said, we are out of here in 26 minutes. I don't think we have any choice but to just fully dive in. So... Raptors Celtics, one and a half point favorites for Boston. We've seen this game now four times. I love watching this series. It's to me as good of basketball as you could possibly watch, um, especially when everybody's just playing like 40 minutes. So it's not like you're seeing too much egregious stuff out there. Let's start on the Toronto side. Highest owned player for the Raptors on FanDuel, Pascal Siakam, 8,400. Highest owned player on DraftKings for the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, 42% owned, 8,200. The floor is yours. Uh, What are your thoughts on Toronto? We don't have time to be going like individually through these guys. Right. Yeah, I think that, you know, Lowry's ownership makes sense. The one thing that I would point out, and I did it last show, is that for all intents and purposes, DFS-wise, Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet are the same. Um, they're similar usage guys, similar assist percentage, similar minutes. 
there's really no difference between them. So while they're both good plays, it, it, you know, any any slate, it, if you just decided to say, I'm going to play the lower on one, you're, you're going to be in there. Um, so I, I point that out with the ownership going to um, Lowry. But other than that, you know, I, I think Siakam, he, he's been disappointing in the postseason so far. But the salary is still affordable. You're still getting around 40 minutes from him. Obviously, Nick Nurse runs a tight rotation here. So um, I, I think he still looks good. One spot on Toronto that I, I am intrigued by, especially for large field tournaments, is the OG Ananobi Norman Powell spot. Obviously, the game plan is for OG Ananobi to, to play monster minutes. He played like 40-something two games ago. He played 35 last game. Obviously, that's the plan. But if for one reason or another that doesn't happen, if he gets in foul trouble, if he plays poorly, whatever, uh, Norman Powell would be the beneficiary. And I think we've had enough games now of Powell playing 15 to 20 minutes that you know maybe his ownership isn't that high. And with it being a two-game slate, I mean – Okay, so we still have missed he, he's, he's owned more than OG Ananobi right now. Yeah, it, never mind. I, I keep thinking <laughs> it's going to be lower, but I guess Same. not. Um, if it, just pay attention to his ownership. If his ownership comes down, he's the type of guy that, that we talk about where he's relatively productive on a per minute basis and just needs the guy ahead of him to play fewer minutes for any reason. Um, but if his ownership is is where it's at right now, twenty five percent, you're not getting any edge by going there because his median projection is still. 18 to 20 minutes, which sucks. So um, pay attention to the ownership. If it stays up, don't play him. He becomes a really good fade if it's 25%. If it comes down to like 10 to 15, then he starts to become a, a kind of interesting tournament play where you're just hoping to be on the right side of variant with OG's minutes. Yeah, like right now, I love OG if he's got 20% ownership. That, to me, that's just too low for a guy that I expect to play 40 minutes if he can. Um, that. That's the guy that stands out most to me. Serge Ibaka probably second at 13% ownership right now. Like I just, there aren't a lot of spots where you can find relatively low owned players that are productive on a per minute basis. I'm happy to take the shot on Ibaka. If Marcus all, I don't know, like just continues to be really old. uh, Maybe that'll really benefit Serge Ibaka. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on Ibaka because it's kind of like, it's one of the only spots that you can look at where, the media it's kind of similar to Powell, but obviously um the, the median projection isn't very good relative to salary for Ibaka because he's just basically backing up Marcus Gasol and you're getting like 26 minutes from Gasol. So the median projection is going to be that those 22 minutes. But um if anything goes wrong with Gasol, Ibaka is a monster from a, a per minute standpoint. So um his ceiling is much higher than his salary suggests, even though the median projection is very good. And we know people rely on median projections too much, which drives his ownership down. Um, one thing I wanted to mention uh, when you were talking about Powell, I don't even think it's just like if OG and Anobi's not on the floor, if Lowry or Van Vliet get into any foul trouble, like they could go to Terrence Davis or Matt Thomas, but I think they would just go to Powell first. And like, you know, if, if it's Lowry, Van Vliet shifts down, Powell comes on. I think that's fine. If it's yeah. Van Vliet out, I think Powell can come in and pick up those minutes. Like I, I think, think he'd be the Seattle first one too. up. Yeah. Same. Uh, I think he would, right. You, you just move OG up to the four Powell yeah. in that the three, uh, I think he's the first guy that will soak up anything legitimate. Yeah, and anything goes wrong for the guys one through four and how we'll get four minutes. Right, yeah, we're on the same page there. Uh, on the FanDuel side, again, I just really like OG Ananobi. Um, I don't think that he's getting enough ownership. Uh, Abaka is 6,100 there. I'm not as enamored with it. So I don't know how easy this is going to be, but rank Lowry, Siakam, Van Vliet, and then let's hop over to Boston. Um, without factoring ownership, I would say 
Lowry, Siakam, Van Vliet. But again, they're they're all so close that it's a it's a perfect spot to just kind of rank them or, or play them in inverse order of ownership. Yeah. Thirty-six percent right now on Van Vliet, Siakam thirty-eight, Lowry forty-two. So for all intents and purposes, they're all the same. It's and they pretty much should be at this point. Uh on FanDuel, man, Lowry 9,200. 8,200 on DK is just nuts. That's a real tough price point for Kyle Lowry on FanDuel. And then we'll go over to the Boston side where so much of this just sounds like the exact same explanation for Toronto. You know, you've got these like multiple guys at the top that are all sort of similar, um, you know, Jason Tatum slightly better here uh, than the other guys, at least from a per minute basis. So let's start there. Tatum, Walker, Brown, we'll bucket those three guys first since they're sort of the more usage monsters. Anybody stand out to you as a guy you're looking for right now, Tatum, 34% owned Walker, 31, Jalen Brown, 29. So take your pick. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit different than Toronto because I very, very clearly would like to roster Jason Tatum the most, but he's also the most expensive, of course. Um, but, you know, just a phenomenal player playing 40 minutes and, and you know, I think deserves his salary. So I really like him. Then you have Kemba basically at that same price point as Lowry and Van Vliet. He, he's sandwiched right in between them. Um, his minutes are are back to where you know you would expect he played 38.8 two games ago he played 40.8 last game so i think he's underpriced and then jalen brown is is interesting because his salary is too cheap for what he can give you i mean this is someone that still has a mid-20s usage rate he rebounds he can pick up some assists and he plays you know big big minutes as well so i think the salary is too low I think that does drive up the ownership. I know last late we saw him at about 52%. He does take somewhat of a backseat in these situations to Kemba and, and to Tatum. You know, you see it a lot in these playoff series where um, it, when you have groups of like three that typically get a lot of usage, the more dominant guys pick up a little bit more in the playoffs a lot and, you know, looking at Kemba and Tatum. So you've seen Jalen drop off a little bit, but the opportunity is still there. The salary is still really affordable. So it's a little bit different than Toronto because with Boston, I, I do think in order it's Tatum, Kemba, Brown, but they're at different price points. So it kind of just comes down to what fits into your lineup because they're all going to, you know, be, be good play. Is that a max two of three for you? I don't think so with it being a two game slate if i have all three i would prefer to have some sort of good players from Toronto also yeah and just you know, turn it into a game stack but i i wouldn't say max two or three um, because also i'm just a proponent of stacking on these these two game slates so you know i think that they're i, I think kemba and brown are cheap enough that you can roster all three. It's just, you need them all to play, you know, 38 to 40 minutes, which means you need a competitive game, which means that you're also getting 40 plus minutes from Lowry and Van Vliet. And so you probably just want everything. Yeah. I, I, I tend to set it for the guys that are like more usage based and their salaries are high so that I don't just have the three of these guys. And then, you know, I'm kind of like priced out on one. I, I end up missing out on like the Van Vliet game because I had to get Jalen Brown type stuff. Yeah. Like ideally in a perfect world, and obviously there's no quick setting for it, but I would say if I have all three of Tatum, Walker, Brown, give me like two of the main rotation pieces for Toronto. If I don't have two of the main rotation pieces from Toronto, give me two max two of these guys. Okay. Uh, Marcus Smart sort of lives uh, on the outside of those three guys because he's not as usage dependent, although it feels like it is when you're watching him play. It's just, I feel like I only see Marcus Smart shoot. How do you like him at 6,500, 30% on DK and I completely agree with the 60% ownership that he's getting on FanDuel. 6,500 is tough on DraftKings. Um, 
he's playing really big minutes, which is nice. And obviously he does contribute um, in, in multiple ways. He gets plenty of open three point looks as well, but it's just that relative to other guys on this slate, particularly other guards on this slate, I just don't think his salary is quite as appealing. Like I don't, it, it, unless I just can't find the salary, I would just so much rather, I, I like the price point at 7,800 on Van Vliet and 8K on Kemba and 8,200 on Lowry more than I like 6,500 for Spartan. It just, it, it seems a, a lot less. And I mean, I haven't run the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that, it, that it's going to back it up. Like, it's just, I think, less likely that Smart gives you that game you have to have at 6,500 than that one of those other main usage pieces go for, you know, 50 plus. I have a meeting 38 and a half today on DraftKings. That's feels like a tall order. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and again, this isn't backed up by anything I've run so far. It's just kind of years of playing NBA DFS and, and intuition. Like I look at the salary and it's just so hard to like see that game where you're just like, damn, I need Marcus Smart. It seems like it's a price point where a huge percentage of the time you're either saying, damn it, Marcus Smart killing me or, okay, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Now on FanDuel, I think he needs like 32 fantasy points. And that's a huge haircut yeah, from the DraftKings side where he's 5,700. So especially, I mean, FanDuel are getting more points for the steals too. Yeah. Great point. One other little combo we need to hit on Daniel Tice and Robert Williams. Robert Williams, 18% owned on DraftKings, 3,800. He's still got 15 minutes on Saturday. I'm really surprised to see his ownership be as low as it is given the sort of lack of value on the slate today. I like him at 3,800 on DK a lot more than the 18% says. How do you feel about him? Yeah, I'm torn because on the one hand, you know, I do think he's a good value and he he produces at a high rate, which is great. And there's not a lot of value on the slate. So by all means, you know, roster him. It's just the, I mean, whenever someone's playing 15, 16 minutes, even if they're a good, you know, permanent producer, it can just go so south. And the ceiling is, just it, it can't be that high when you're, you're talking about that many minutes. Um, so I mean, where the ownership is now and with the lack of value on the slate, I do still think he's a good play. It's just if that ownership gets driven up, do keep in mind that you're talking about probably getting like 15, 16 minutes. Take a quick look at the salaries. Um, more holistic question under 4K, who is your favorite option? Under 4K. Like if you need to pay down today, who is it? I th- it, it it's Williams. Okay. It's just that. Pat Bev at 30% ownership right now. That's the high number. Yeah, I think I'd rather go Williams. Williams tied with Jamichael Green. Nobody else than uh, Tory Craig at 10% is the highest after that. But yeah, like I'm surprised that it's as low as it is because I don't think that there's a ton down there. Right. Yeah, so so I mean, my, my I guess my overall thoughts here are Robert Williams is my preferred option down there. It's just not by such a wide margin that if the ownership goes up, I'm going to be afraid to pivot off of a guy playing 16 minutes. Tice thoughts? Clearly the preferred exists. option in the rotation. Um, yeah. Played 30 minutes two games ago, played 26 minutes last game, dealt with Actually, nothing. I don't know. No, they they brought Robert Williams in four minutes into the game, and Tice like for they brought him two and a half minutes into the game. Is that what it ended up being? Two and a half. Yeah, it was essentially immediate. Where as as a person who had quite a bit of Tice, I wasn't really happy about it. Man, that that first half rotation like would make me so confident in Robert Williams if he had played more than two minutes in the second half. 
Yeah, it's a real weird one. Yeah, because he, he subbed in for Tice immediately, and then he closed the first half, and Tice wasn't in foul trouble. No. And then in the second half, he played literally two minutes. So I don't really know what to make of that. But, you know, I my my projection is still going to be that you're getting around 30 minutes for Tice and, you know, mid-teens for, for Williams. Yeah, um, I gave as, Tice as far as, Robert Williams 16. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, as far as Tice goes, you know, he's he's there. Like, he's he kind of – he projects as like a 5X – guy for me where it's not a value that jumps off the page but given the lack of value on the slate he's going to get into a lot of lineups because it will open some stuff up i do think that that's a spot where you can look to that ibaka pivot that we talked about um ibaka 500 more on DraftKings or 400 more on yeah, 500 more on DraftKings, and obviously you know he, he's going to project about the same as tice but the ceiling is is massive i agree all right let's sum this one up favorite plays for the game doesn't matter what team tatum kemba Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, Jalen. <laughs> Hard-hitting like analysis there from Adam here. Um, free play, content. Play, play the players in the Boston Toronto game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, free content today at awesomeo.com. This is a good one. NBA ownership is free today, and MLB ownership is free today. Um, two of the most important things I think you'll find on the website. Knowing where the public is going to be is paramount to success. Both of those pieces of content are free today. And again, shout out to Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor. They run a lot of contests that either have a minimal management fee or sometimes no management fee. And I think that that is going to be the best thing that you can find in the industry. So if you're trying to build your bankroll, Yahoo should be the place that you're going to, to, to check that out. You don't have to worry about just getting crushed by sharks. A lot of 10 max single entry, three max, five max type contest. So you don't have to be the guy that's trying to put in 150 lineups. You can get your feet wet with DFS if you've never played a lot before. And even if you have played a bunch before, um, the lower fees will be very helpful to your bankroll. Um, you, They have CSV uploads and CSV edits. They didn't for a while. They do have that now that came in uh, towards the end of the football season, I believe, last year. Now's the time to do it. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy, the only place where you can become a baller. All right, we still got 10 more minutes. We're moving through this as, as well as I could have expected to. Uh, Clippers, nine-point favorites. Jokic, questionable. This one's a lot different than the Giannis situation yesterday, which I was fully right about, by the way. I don't like to pat myself on the back too much, but that one deserves it. Uh, Clippers are nine-point favorites. They were nine-point favorites in the first two games. Jokic is playing today. Uh, injured wrist, but don't sweat this one. Um, it's not baked into the line at the very least. So we'll start there. Jokic, 31% owned on DraftKings, 36 on FanDuel. The real ownership is coming into Murray on FanDuel at 54%. Jeremy Grant on FanDuel at 61%. Uh, Grant and Millsap both in the high 30s. What do you like from Denver today? Obviously starts with, with Jokic and Murray. I think the salary on Jokic on DraftKings at 9,700 is pretty affordable. Only $400 more than Tatum. And I think it's going to project pretty similarly, um, if not a little bit higher. Obviously, he's playing big minutes. You're getting 38 to 40 minutes from him in most games. He's not dealing with Rudy Gobert anymore, which is nice. So uh, I do like Jokic quite a bit. And then you go to Murray, who is more of just a tournament play. The salary is clearly higher than it should be based on his median outcomes, but we do know that he still has, you know, 60 fantasy point games in him. Uh, I know that uh, last slate he was about 9% only, which on two game slates, when you can get someone that, that has Jamal Murray's ceiling at 9%, you kind of don't really care what the salary is. But 
um, outside of, of you know ownership considerations, I think that Jokic is the preferred option based on on their salaries. Grant Millsap both. Uh, right around 40% owned on DraftKings. It's not fun. Jeremy Grant played 40 minutes in the last game. Millsap is playing now. Uh, people need to get last series out of their head. He is playing a full rotation to start the first quarter, closing the second quarter, playing the full rotation to start the third quarter, and likely closing. Yeah. Um, he's just, it, it, this is not what you saw a week and a half ago. Um, he's already projected for 36% ownership, so I don't think that it's like uh, any sort of sneaky play. I think that ownership is warranted though. Do you have a preference between the two? I agree with you. The ownership's warranted. I had mentioned before last game that I thought, because game one obviously blew out, so we didn't see the closing lineup. But I said I thought there was a good chance that Millsap would be in it just based on who is on the Clippers compared to who is on Utah. Um, a lot harder for Michael Porter to be out there. Um, so I, I do think that typically you're going to get those like 30 minutes from Millsap, which makes him look really good. He's a little bit less expensive than Grant, which is nice. Um, he obviously still going to take a backseat usage-wise to, to Murray and to Jokic, but I do have a slight preference for Millsap just because he's a little bit deeper. Um, but obviously, I think Grant's minutes will be there as well, uh, needed for defensive reasons, and should just play as much as he can. Yeah. Uh, I think both of those guys are going to get the ownership that they should be getting, uh, particularly Grant on FanDuel at 5K. That position is bleak, um, already at 60% ownership. Is there any value on Denver that you like, whether that's Porter or Harris, Monty Morris, Torrey Craig? Uh, I don't know if, if Mason Plumley is a thought you want to go to just because of Jokic's status. Um, like isn't the word I would use, but based on ownership, I think you can look to some of these guys. Like Michael Porter probably is going to play you know, 16 to 20 minutes. He's also 5K. You don't need him you don't need to get too lucky for him to, to pay that off like either he can just play really well while he's out there or for whatever reason he plays more minutes um so if his ownership's down that's a spot you can go to in tournaments it's not going to work out that often but it's cheap enough that when it does work out it'll put you in a really good spot i'm um, kind of the same for like monte morris you're, you're normally going to get 18 minutes from him but if gary harris gets in foul trouble or something like that he's the kind like morris is someone that if Robert Williams ownership were like double between now and lock. You could look to Monte Morris at the same price, with the same minutes projection, obviously a lower point projection because he doesn't produce at the same rate as Williams, but um, you know, still any, you know, is going to beat him on any given slate uh, a pretty decent amount of time. So that's about where you could look to pivot. Same really goes for Gary Harris, who obviously is mostly out there for his defense, but you know, he'll, he'll knock down some threes, hopefully. Um, so out of those three, nothing that I love, but I do think that their price points are a little bit low uh, for their, their ceilings if their ownership is down. Yeah, that's fair. I'll probably end up with too much Gary Harris. That feels awful, but yeah, got to save some salary somewhere. And yeah, I mean, 30 I minutes, minutes 4,100. Yeah. If he gets into any foul trouble, do you think Torrey Craig is like the first man up to soak that time up, or do you think it would be Morris? I, I think it would be Morris. Okay. I, I Yeah, I mean – I think it partly depends on who's on the floor when it happens too. Sure. But yeah, like, obviously you need Torrey Craig a lot less if Kawhi's not out there or Paul George is not out there or something like that. If they're both yeah. out there, then it's got to be Craig over Morris. Yeah. I, I, and I, I mean, it's just, I think the offense kind of stagnates if you're trying to play like Murray, Craig, Grant, Millsap, Jokic. Like I think the offense yeah. will run better with Morris. Yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it will. All right, let's close this one out. Still got five minutes left. Clippers, hit that like button. 280 people in here, 50 likes. It's Labor Day. Can we get to 280? Can everybody hit it? That would be awesome. Uh, Clippers side, 10-6 for Kawhi on FanDuel, 10-3 on DraftKings. Paul George, 7,800 on FanDuel, where he's 58% owned, 8,300 on DK. Um, these guys aren't priced the same, so it's really difficult to say this question, but like, do you have a preference between the two, or what do you want to do with the two stars of the Clippers? Kawhi obviously is the guy. I mean, he's just he, – he's, he's the number one option here. The problem is that he's 2K more than George, and – you know, I still think he's Kawhi is obviously a really, really good play. Um, he's my highest. He's projected for my you know the highest score on the slate for me. If I, any Kawhi I get to is great, but I think that with the lack of value on the slate, you're probably going to get a little bit better lineups if you save that money. Go to Paul George. Hope this is the game that George's shot is falling and that, that he takes over a little bit. I I just think that Kawhi obviously is the higher probability play, but the range of outcomes isn't that dissimilar so saving the 2k on george getting better plays elsewhere in your lineup probably gives you a little bit better um projection and ceiling than going to Kawhi and then having to rely on the not very good value i'm just a little nervous that paul george's ownership is already like a hair too high because of it um it's just going to mean that i get more Kawhi and then more of the you know gary harris tory craig garbage options just just a total blast uh if you're playing on FanDuel you should be playing Lemon Pepper Lou uh he's 5100 there and because of the position it's just kind of a no-brainer he's already 50% owned at 5800 on DraftKings I don't hate it because he's only 16% owned but what else do you like coming out of the Clippers uh, unfortunately for me it feels like I'm chasing but I kind of like Jamichael Green at 3600 so I like Williams in tournaments. He's only 16% owned right now. It's similar to what we saw last game. I don't think, you know, for example, uh, Williams is 5,800. Marcus Smart is 6,500. Marcus Smart's 30%. Williams is 16. I don't think that should be the case. Um, assuming this game's competitive, you're going to get about 30 minutes from Williams. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of games where Kawhi and George take on the, most of the offensive load and it leaves Lou Williams, you know, kind of lacking. But there's plenty of games where Williams is going to be the high end. And, you know, plenty of games as in if you played this a hundred times. Um, so I think Williams does give you a really high ceiling. I like the ownership there. Uh, Zubats obviously is probably, is a really good value. He's probably the, the top value guy on the slate. Um, kind of, you know, talking like sub 5k guys, uh, as far as Michael green goes, I have no confidence in it, but same, you know, 30, 3,600 is like the only, I mean, if, if Pat Bev is going to be 3,731 and 31% owned, then I'll happily just prefer Jermichael Green between the Do two. Do we have word on Pat Bev's uh, minutes restriction? It's supposed I to assume be it, in effect, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll say I, I, I'm still going to give him like 18 minutes or something. That's exactly what I gave him. Um, and in that case, like I just, I'm, I'm interested in the Clippers closing lineup. Who do you, like, who's the five for the Clippers in their closing lineup? Is it Marcus Morris? Is it Jermichael Green? Or is it one of the centers? Well, Michael Green in the last game, but they also didn't win. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Morris is in there anyway. But, like, I, I think it should be Zubats. Well, I mean, I also think that it should be him as well. I don't know if it is, though. That's the right. problem. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're you're setting a rule. Like, don't have more than one of Zubats, Green, and Harold. Right. 
No doubt about that. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, that, it's, it's a total guessing murky. Game because, yeah, like I think it should be Zoo, but obviously last game it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's murky, man. I don't Hang like on, did, it. Did did uh, Zubats get ejected? Oh no, I was looking at Beverly, not Zubats. Ignore me. Uh, no, <laughs> he did not get ejected. Well, no, because I, I was looking at where Beverly got his tech. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I was like, wait, was Zubats part of that too? Yeah. Now, Zubac played his rotation in the third and then never saw the Yeah, floor. never came back in. Yeah. It's also minus 14 for the game. So I don't know if that's just part of it, but I don't know who's going to get that last rotation. And it's really important to get that right. Um, what do you do with Patrick Beverly if he's 31% owned? Don't play him. There you go. Favorite place for Denver? Like he's, and, ooh, it, go ahead. It's the thing with Beverly is it's kind of the same negatives as we talked about with Robert Williams where you're just not expecting him to get more than like 18 to 20 minutes but the difference is that Pat Beverly produces like 0.6 to 0.7 fantasy points per minute and Robert Williams produces more than one yeah uh, we're on the same page there sum it up favorite place from Denver flav- favorite place from the Clippers uh, do you want me to just read off all the best players yeah um, are players you playing on Super Draft today <laughs> uh, Jokic Millsap um, I like Porter in tournaments just hoping to, to run good on, on his minutes from the other side I like Paul George obviously I like Kawhi Fan and I like Zubats at his price. Like, yeah, twenty minutes will suck if if that's all he gets. But I think there's the upside for more. Fanduel will give me Grant as my number one play from Denver. Uh, Murray probably coming in second there. Lou Will and Paul George looking like my top two options from the Clippers. Well, it was close enough. Ten oh one, best I can do. Uh, MLB strategy show coming up immediately right now. Not the same link, so go find it. But. Best of luck to everybody. Shout out to Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor. Tons of content coming out throughout the day, live before locks. You know the drill. And then NFL content is coming fast and furious throughout the rest of the week, kicking off on Thursday night. Best of luck, everybody. We're out of here. Jordan Klein, hit that music.